Your Total Wine & More store is ready to serve you with our always low prices on an incredible 8,000 wines and 2,500 beers. Want it today? Try our same-day delivery or contactless curbside pickup at TotalWine.com. Whether you're grabbing your favorite beer or pouring a glass to enjoy an evening on the deck, Total Wine & More has you covered. Visit any of our 12 stores in Northern Virginia. Your Total Wine & More store is ready to serve you with our always low prices on an incredible 8,000 wines and 2,500 beers. Want it today? Try our same-day delivery or contactless curbside pickup at TotalWine.com. Whether you're grabbing your favorite beer or pouring a glass to enjoy an evening on the deck, Total Wine & More has you covered. Visit any of our 12 stores in Northern Virginia. Rise and shine with the Word of God. Wake up Saturday mornings with a purpose. Tune in at 10 a.m. and join Antonia Roman as she sings and reads the Word of God. The Word of God will give you insight for the purpose in your life. Now here is your host, Antonia Roman. Yo, 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 hear this. All peoples, give ear, all inhabitants of the world, both low and high, rich and poor together. My mouth shall speak wisdom, and the meditation of my heart shall give understanding. Yo, 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 hear this. All peoples, give ear, all inhabitants of the world, both low and high, rich and poor together. My mouth shall speak wisdom, and the meditation of my heart shall give understanding. Yo, 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 good morning. <laughs> good morning, my friends, on this Saturday morning. Well, God is good. Woke up today with a little rhythm. <laughs> I am so, I am so excited with the Lord. He's just <laughs> woken me up this morning, giving me this joy. And I, it's giving me this beat. And I was like, okay, Lord, I'm going to go for it. <laughs> so I thank you, my friends, for tuning in this morning. I hope that you have woken up also with the joy of the Lord. <laughs> the joy of the Lord is what gets us going in the morning. Another day of purpose, another day of life. <laughs> I am excited to dive in to Psalm 49 this morning. So if you have your tablets, your Bibles, your phone, whatever it is, your computer, whatever it is that you bring up the Bible with, man, I, you really want to follow along today with this um, scripture and get a pad and a pen out. To take notes because um, God is speaking to us so clearly in this scripture that we really need to pay attention to what he's saying. And in Psalm 49, basically it's talking about that trusting in worldly possessions is fruitile. And you cannot take possessions with you when you die. And they definitely cannot buy forgiveness from sin. So in Psalm 49, this is what it says. 
Yo, 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 yo. <laughs> Hear this, all peoples. Give ear, all inhabitants of the world, both low and high, rich and poor together. My mouth shall speak wisdom, and the meditation of my heart shall give understanding. I will incline my ear to a proverb. I will disclose my dark saying on the harp. Why should I fear in the days of evil when the iniquity at my heels surround me? Those who trust in their wealth and boast in the multitude of their riches, none of them can can by any means redeem his brother, nor give to God a ransom for him. For the redemption of their souls is costly, and it shall cease forever that he should continue to live eternally and not see the pit. For he sees wise men die, likewise the fool and the senseless person perish and leave their wealth to others. Their inner thought is that their houses will last forever, their dwelling places to all generations. They call their lands after their own names. Nevertheless, man, though in honor, does not remain. He is like the beasts that perish. This is the way of those who are foolish and of their prosperity who approve their sayings. Like sheep they are laid in the grave. Death shall feed on them. The upright shall have dominion over them in the morning, and their beauty shall be consumed in the grave, far from their dwelling. But God will redeem my soul from the power of the grave, and he shall receive me. Do not be afraid when one becomes rich, when the glory of his house is increased. For when he dies, he shall carry nothing away. His glory shall not descend after him. Though while he lives, he blesses himself. For men will praise you when you do well for yourself. He shall go to the generation of his fathers. They shall never see light. A man who is in honor yet does not understand is like the beasts that perish. Father, we just thank you for your word in Psalm 49. You are making it so clear to us, Lord, in this scripture that it doesn't matter what we establish here on earth. It doesn't matter all the materialistic things that we might um, bring forward in our everyday life, own, maintain, contain, or even have an overflow abundance of. When we go to die, when we actually die, we don't take anything like that with us. And we understand, Heavenly Father, that you are letting us know with this passage of scripture how it is that we need to set up our minds, how it is that we need to understand 
that those who love you and those who adore you and follow you and are believers in Christ can be reminded that even at death, you will receive our spirit. Our flesh might be done with at that point, and it's under the ground in a grave, but our spirits you will receive because we have an eternal life with you, Heavenly Father. And that is a promise you've given us in your word that we will have eternal life. So we don't take anything materialistic with us. And in our spirits, we're just going to go to heaven with you, Heavenly Father. Because there you have a new place for us. And there is a place of beauty. Uh, heaven, a place of no more pain, suffering, no more weeping, no more worries, no more concerns. But a new life in the spirit with you in heaven, Father. So we thank you for your word. We thank you for the reminder that we need to be mindful on this earth right now as we're living it. What is it that we intentionally do in our lives and how we think about what we're thinking we might be taking with us when the reality is we can't take anything with us. So Father, we just thank you for the word. We thank you for the reminder so that we could be conscious of how we do things here on earth, how we spend our money, the things we buy, the things we have, and as well, where do we see that going in the future? So I thank you, Lord, for your name, and I thank you, Heavenly Father, for your word. In the name of Jesus, amen. My friends, this scripture is so key because it's making it very clear to us in the beginning of this prof, uh, this, this scripture um, that the authors that actually wrote this scripture were the sons of Korah. They were temple assistants. And when, they're, when you're an assistant in a temple to someone else, Right, just like everyday life here, you have a job and you might be the assistant to a director, you might be the assistant to um, a teacher, you might be the assistant to a businessman, an executive or something. You're the assistant to that person and you are seeing everything that that person is establishing. You come alongside of them, you help them in whatever situation they need helping with because you're the assistant. And you get to see their everyday, you're, just, you're doing a job yourself too, but every day you get to see what they're doing in their lives, how they're going about doing their lives, uh, what they're containing in their lives, how they're running the business, how they're treating the employees, how things are going down, and maybe even the future of the company, right? And, you know, maybe with that company comes some pensions, some bonuses at the end of retirement, something like that. That's just like an example, maybe a 401k that your company might be, you know, um, matching to when you uh, every week or every two weeks get paid and you put some amount and they match it, right? So that's something for the future. That's something materialistically, right, that um, that's being built. And 
the same way that the temple assistants uh, are giving us this passage, this scripture, is because they have witnessed a lot of things. They witnessed a lot of things at that time. They witnessed a lot of things of um, beauty in the temple. The temple was supposed to be a, you know, a beautiful place with a dormant, and it was supposed to be a place that was really nice and um, decorative and um, just beautiful things were in the temple. And uh, they got to see this. And, but it didn't matter all those things because at the end of the day, I'm sure these assistants also saw a lot of people die during that time. And at the end of the day, those people were just being buried in a grave by themselves with nothing. And that's why they're sharing this. And they, they were speaking about, it doesn't matter whether you are a rich, rich man that has a lot in this world, or you are a poor person that has very little in this world. It doesn't matter what status you're at. At the end of the day, when you both die, you're both dying the same. You're both being put in a box. If you if you are being buried in a cemetery, you're both being put in a box. And the box, you know, is only so so big that casket only fix fix a human fits a human being, right? And um and then you're being put underground, and that's it. It's said and done with, right? Uh, you're not taking anything with you, right? So it is being made very clear here that when it says hear this all peoples that means everybody everybody it doesn't matter where you're from your status it doesn't matter where you're from give ear all inhabitants of the world everyone who's existing as a human being whether you're low or high right low or high means in status doesn't matter rich or poor right your financial situation my mouth shall speak wisdom, right? They're, they were speaking wisdom. Here's the understanding, you know, and the meditation of my heart shall give understanding, right? Because they wanted to make sure that you would understand what's coming forth. I will incline my ear to a proverb, right, in action, and I will disclose my dark saying on the harp. I'm going to play that tune, right? Which is a lot of times when you think about it, that's what they play in a funeral. They play those tunes, right? Those tunes that everybody knows. Why should I fear in the days of evil when the iniquity at my heels surrounds me? Those who trust in their wealth and boast in the multitude of their riches. Most of the time, my friends, when we're alive, all we're trusting in in the moment is in our materialistic things. And I want to tap and speak about this for a moment because uh, I personally have had experience with this. Uh, I know my husband has had experience with this and several people that I know in my life have experience with this. Sometimes there could be a time where you have so many things in your house that um, you wonder, do you use any of it? Um, is it serving a purpose? Is it just collecting dust? Right? Um, or is it, was there an ambition behind it, but it just fell through the cracks and now it's just dormant? I think about all the things sometimes that people tell me that they have, but they're not using. I have learned over the years, my friends, that I don't need to accumulate a lot of stuff in my home. I don't. I just need to have the bare necessities. That's how I am. That's how Antonia lives, right? Antonia... I've never really been a materialistic person. Um, I have had furniture, yes, and things in my home, 
But I never have always felt like I had to run out and get the first new um, you know, technology gadget that came out or the first, you know, new high, high, high HD density, you know, television that came out from Samsung or Sony or one of the other brands, you know, uh, and I never felt like I had to always get like the biggest and the most best fashion that's just coming out at Macy's or Bloomingdale's or, uh, you know, um, wherever it, it might be, Nordstrom's or whatever. I never felt like I had to run and go get those things, you know, and, and have it. I'm more like uh, down to earth, like, you know, let's go to a thrift shop, you know, let's, let's, let me go spend $5 on a blouse as opposed to $50 on a blouse, you know, because I'm going to use, and I'm not even going to buy a whole bunch of blouses. I'm only buying one. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So I've never been the type really to have a lot of stuff in my house. I've always been just the type to just have what I need, like in my home. I, I, you know, I need a sofa. I need a dining room, <laughs> I need a chair, I need my bed, you know, these are just examples, I need my office, so I need a desk and a chair, but I, I don't like to overly have stuff, you know, in my home, just consuming space that's doing nothing, I like to have the things that are just necessary, because I know, just like the scripture says, that at the end of the day, I can't take any of this with me. And the last thing I want to do is leave a burden to someone else in my family to now have to discard things while they're like, I'm dead. And they'd be looking going, why did she have all this? <laughs> I never want to put anybody in that position. Um, I just want to have the bare necessities because at the end of the day, um, whether I have it detailed in my will, like, you know, this is going to go to my brother, this is going to go to my sister, my husband, whatever, my grandkids, whatever, it's identified. And that's it. Like, they each take a piece and everybody goes home. It's not like somebody has to sit here and dwell over, oh my gosh, look at all this stuff. What are we going to do with it? Now we have to sell it. Now we have to give it away. Now it's taking up time. You know, whatever the case might be. I try to be very conscious about that. So my friends, I'm asking you today this question. Where do you stand with all the stuff that you have in your life that maybe you don't even need? That maybe you could bless somebody else with it. Um, I know personally, it's so clear in, in the scripture. I, we can't take anything with us, my friends. The only guarantee that we have as believers in Christ is that we know that our spirit, our Heavenly Father will receive our spirit once our flesh is dead. Because see, we're all today operating in the flesh. We're alive. We're humans. We're functioning on earth. But we have a spirit and a soul that's operating in us. This spirit was actually given to us when we were created by God. When he created our, us in our mother's womb, we were cre being created in the flesh as we were growing in the our mother's womb, but we were also being given a spirit and a soul for this flesh that was going to be born. And that's why it is very important for us to know that a lot of times as Christians, we must operate in the spirit because we're dealing with everyday things in the flesh. And our Heavenly Father created us first from the mindset of the Spirit into the flesh.
So in our everyday life living, we're living in the flesh, functioning, but there's a spirit inside of us. And that spirit we need to be connected with our Heavenly Father with. And there's a soul inside of us. There's a soul in, soul in everyone. And our soul needs to be healthy according to how we operate in the spirit to help us through everyday life. So as this scripture is reminding us, it doesn't matter how much you have, you can't take it with you. Um, there are things that I wanted to uh, let you know that might come across very harsh, but I know personally myself that whenever there was a time that I may have found myself years ago as I was younger, growing up as a young adult, having my own apartments and stuff, having my own homes, if there was something that I felt was taking up too much space and I wasn't really doing anything with it, <clears throat> excuse me, I would just go ahead and, and give it to somebody else. I would see who needed it, right? So if I have 10 chairs and I only need four chairs, I would see who else needs chairs. Maybe somebody got a table, but they don't have chairs. You know, I would donate it to Goodwill. I would donate it to um, a family in the church, or I donate it to someone. I just say, hey, come get it. You know, this is free. Because someone else could really use it. Are we placing our mindsets and our hearts only on the materialistic things that we have right now on this earth? We need to understand that we need to see the future when we die and where it is we're going. We also need to be concerned about the burdensome that we might leave to other family members. I'm not here to, I'm not here to judge anybody. I am not here to say, hey, you know what? Um, I think you have too much stuff. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, have you evaluated your situation? Have you evaluated what you have that might be just taking up dust? Um, there has been times, especially in my job, where I've had to go somewhere to someone's house and they open up their garage and the garage is packed to the bone with stuff. And I say to them, what are you doing with that? They're like, oh, it's just here, you know. And I'm like, well, is this stuff that you use anymore? You know, they're like, no. Uh, you know, a lot of it is from when the kids were little. I said, oh, the kids still little? No, the kids are grown adults now. They, you know, they moved on with their lives. You know, they had gone to college or they got married. There's just a whole bunch of stuff in there. And I go... Well, why is it still here? I understand, my friends, when you have a lot of stuff because you have a sentimental attachment to it. I understand that. I respect that. But even sometimes those sentimental attachments can give burdensome to the things that you're holding on to. And at the same time, when you die, can give a burdensome to somebody else that now they have to take care of it. Think about what it is that you have that you actually need and think about what it is you don't need. 
There are a lot of people who always say to me, Antonia, I'm just really trying to declutter. Great. When did you start decluttering? Oh, I haven't started. I've been thinking about it for years. <laughs> so my thing to them is like, no, start now. Start one piece at a time. Go to that garage and say, okay, put something in your hands and go, do I really need this? Is there someone else that might need this? It's just collecting dust. It's just here in the way. And also it could be creating a, a hazardous to your garage in case of an emergency, right? So, because you're blocking everything to another entrance. So you say, okay, do I really need this? Should I donate this? Um, oh, okay, I had this when I was five years old. Yeah, I remember this now. But you know what? I'm 50 years old now. I have the great memory of this. Let me take a picture, and then I can actually give it away. <laughs> it's just an example, my folks. I'm not telling you what to do. But I'm just saying that sometimes we get so stuck up in doing materialistic things on earth that we're not really being reminded of God's word of, you can't take that with you. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be blessed and have things. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, are you being conscious of the blessings that God has given you? And are you being conscious enough to either extend those blessings to someone else if it's something that you're not using, it's something that you don't need? And at the same time, do you understand that hoarding things in the natural also does not bring you good life? And like, it just has you in a position where you think that that's your value, that's your worth. That's what you're rep how you're represented. Sometimes a lot of people can't let go of things because they feel that that's their worth, that's, that's their value, that's their treasures, you know? And um, the treasures on, uh, you know, on earth, it's okay to have some treasures, but if you have an abundance of treasure and that treasure is not really helping anybody, um, why do you have it? Think about it, my friends. I'm not saying for you not to have things. I'm just saying to you, the scripture says it very clearly. You can't take it with you when you die. So just be conscious of that, you know. Um, it says here, you know, for he sees wise men die. Likewise, the fool and the senseless person perish and leave their wealth to others. Their inner thought is that their houses will last forever. Let me tell you something. I, I grew up in a, in a generation where if you bought a house, you bought a house with the intention that your children would eventually take over this house, live in the house. So you grew your children in this home. Now you can go and retire. You and your wife somewhere else. You and your husband somewhere else. Then your kids would stay in the house, right? Then those kids would grow up. And then those, your children and the grandkids, you know, then the grandkids get big and then they stand there. A lot of times back in the day when people bought homes, they bought them for generational purposes. People loved living together in a home. People love like the Waltons, like you ever saw the Waltons or the Patrick family, right? Um... Or the Brady Bench, all those shows that they used to show back in the day of so of families all living and living together, right? Um, there was a beauty in that when people would buy a home, 
materialistically a home to live in, because that's a necessity, but then everybody lived in that home together and they enjoyed the home, they built memories, and they really learned from one another growing up. And then the, the process was, the, the intention was that that would be a generational home for many years to come, right? And um, that's what it says here, their inner thought is that their houses will last forever. Their dwelling places to all generations. They call the land after their own names, right? Nevertheless, man, though in honor, does not remain. He is like beasts that perish. So even with that great thought process of, you know, I'm going to leave this home to my daughter and my son. They're going to raise their kids here. Once their kids are big, then their kids get married, then they stay here, and so on and so on and so on, like the commercial, right? I got to tell you, my friends, it doesn't matter because the scripture lets us know that even if that house still stay, stands after all those generations, after those people perish, they're not taking that house with them. But the house served a purpose for them, a necessity purpose. You know what I mean? They needed a roof over their head. They needed bedrooms to live in and sleep in. They needed a kitchen to cook in and eat in. Got it? I'm just giving you some examples here. Those are the necessity things of life. But sometimes, my friends, we get caught up in the things that are not of necessity. They're just of want, of um, having to indulge, uh, an overly uh, thing of like, I just want it because I want it, so I'm going to buy it just so I can say have it. There's a difference with that. We need to ask ourselves, my friends, today, what is it that I have too much of that I know I can never take that with me to the grave? And right now, is it a burden to me in my life? Are those things more important to me than having a personal relationship with my Heavenly Father? And knowing that when I die, he's going to receive my spirit unto him. Or are you so more in tune with those materialistic things that they, that you are so possessive over them, you, can't, you lose sleep over those things that you own, whether they are, have a value or don't have a value. Maybe they have a value of millions. So now you lose sleep. Because you think somebody might take it from you, steal it from you, or you have to actually be 24-7 security guard over it, and you're living a miserable life. My friends, I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here to tell you you can't have things. I'm not here to say God hasn't blessed you and you have beautiful things. What I'm here to say to you today, my friends, is just the scriptures just reminding us we can't take it with us to the grave. So sometimes in life, we have to look and assess our situation and say, do I have really the things that I just need of necessity? Um, do I have my spirit and my heart right with the Lord? So if ever I die, whenever I do die, he's ready to receive my spirit. I've set things in place. My friends, we have to do that in the natural too. You know what I mean? The same way we're doing it in the spirit that our, we're preparing our spirit. So our heavenly father, we need to prepare some things in the natural too. You can't just be like, well, I'll die and my family will take care of it. No, that's not how it works. 
you need to be responsible enough to say, Lord, I want to live according to your word. I want to understand that whatever you've blessed me with, it's, you know, I have it. It's a necessity. I have it. Or if it's too much of an overflow abundance, which is great because our Heavenly Father will always bless us with an overflow. Is there someone else I can bless with it? Is there someone else that needs it? Is there someone else that can benefit from it, right? Um, I know for myself personally and my husband personally, my husband has a lot of things. You know, he's a musician and he has a lot of equipment and a lot of guitars and a lot of amplifiers and a lot of gadgets of stuff and speakers and oh my gosh and when I look at it I go oh man what's going on here why do you need so many of these you know but again you know he's a musician he feels he needs to have it at the end of the day if he dies tomorrow he can't take that with him and you know what would happen I literally would have to take all that stuff and I would have to take it to Sam Ash or Guitar Center and be like look my husband died he had all these things I don't know what to do with it. Maybe I could sell it to you because so then now I could pay for his funeral and bury him. Hey, I'm just being real here. I'm being real with you because I've been real with my husband. I've told him, I said, the day you die and all this stuff is here, I'd have to sell it, bury you, whatever's left, and I'm going to go make a movie about death and, and, and having things and, and, you know, the abundance that God gives us. But, you know, do we hoard it? You know, what's going on in our lives? So my friends, I'm just here to remind you, just like the scripture says, we cannot take it with us. This is the way of those who are foolish and of their prosperity who approve their sayings. Like sheep they laid in the grave, death shall feed on them. The upright have dominion over them in the morning and their beauty should be consumed in the grave far from their dwelling. But God will redeem my soul from the power of the grave for he shall receive me. That is the promise that we have in our Heavenly Father. That he will receive our spirits as Christians when we die. So we die in the flesh. Everything gets left behind here. We don't take nothing with us. But we have the promise that we'll go with him. In the spirit. He's going to receive our spirit and take it into heaven. My friends. Where are you today? Where are you today with knowing that your spirit is right, that you have your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, your heart is set with what he's asked you to do? You might be struggling in an area that has to do with an hoarding, has to do with having too much stuff. I'm not saying that you can't have stuff. I'm just saying maybe you just have too much. Maybe it's a burden to you right now. You know, I'm going to bring in a little subject also while we're speaking on this because I, I, I've never been a, um, I've never been a fan of storage, putting stuff in storage, right? Um, I, I feel that storage is a place of a necessity if you're in transition, if you are, um, you need to store something somewhere because you had to move everything out of your house, put it in the storage, maybe you are getting a new job, so you're going to be going to a different state to start a new job. 
So now you got your stuff in storage. Now you start the new job. Now you come back. Now you pack it up. You put it in a truck and you take it with you. So you only had it like in storage for like one or two months. That's an example. A storage is a place where, you know, you, you're running a business and you run a, a service and goods business. So you, let's say, sell shoes, an example, and you need a storage space. You're a small business. You can't really afford to rent like a storefront or a warehouse, but you have a storage space because you're running a business. And every time you're going to ship shoes and item to somebody, that's where you're storing the items so you can actually ship it to them. That's different, right? But a storage to me, I feel... Um, this is just my opinion, guys. You do what you want to do, but I'm just sharing this with you from my heart. I feel that storage places are making so much money because people don't know what they want to do with their stuff. They don't know where they property properly want to place it. They don't. They they don't want to let go of it. Um, so they put it in storage, and they're paying anywhere from like. $25 a month to let's say, I don't know, $250 a month, depending on the size of the storage bin. And as time is passing by, that storage bin is just um, there. Your stuff is just there. Um, it's not doing anything. Again, if it's a good storage bin, it might not be collecting as much dust, but most do anyway. And you're just spending money. So let's say you have the $250 storage bin and every <laughs> and every, you know, a month you're just paying 250, 250 and now you find yourself you've had that stuff in storage for a year, you've had it for 2 years, you've had it for 3 years. I know people who have had stuff in storage for 5 years paying that amount of money and then they're saying I I don't know what to do, I, you know. That's a lot of money, my friends. And that's a lot of stuff in storage that you obviously are not using or don't need. Especially if you're not doing any of the two examples that I just said. So my friends, I just want you to be conscious of how clear God, God's word tells us. It doesn't matter what we establish here on earth. We cannot take anything of it to the grave. So if you're finding yourself that you are a hoarder or that you are um, holding on to things that you can't let go of. Um, you know, God says, hey, I blessed you with that. Um, I've given it to you as an overflow and abundance, but it's not sometimes just for us to keep it for ourselves. If we're not using it or we don't have use for it, maybe we wanna bless somebody with it. Maybe we wanna give it to, to someone else as a gift. So if you have an example, an example, if you have 20 guitars and you can only play one at a time and you know there's a student out there who wants to be a musician, he's going to school, he can't afford an acoustic guitar, but you have 10, 10 acoustic guitars, why don't you take one and bless that child with that guitar? Because see, the extension of your blessing to that person as a blessing, not only are you releasing and getting rid of stuff that is something you can't take with you to the grave, but you're also blessing somebody else with it who actually needs it. And they can then play it. And that's something you would be proud of to know you've done. So my friends, I leave it at that. And I have this last saying, just like it says here in the scripture, 
Do not be afraid when one becomes rich, for when the glory of his house is increased. For when he dies, he shall carry nothing away. His glory shall not descend after him. But while he lives, he blesses himself. For men will praise you when you do well for yourself. You shall go to the generation of his fathers. They shall never see light. A man who is in honor yet does understand. And it's like the beast that perish. Listen, we need to be reminded of the fact that it does not matter what your neighbors have. See, because our eyes can be very deceiving. We can see what our neighbors has and be like, man, my neighbors has so much stuff and I have hardly nothing. That's not true. Because sometimes we have a lot more. <laughs> we just don't realize it. Sometimes less is more. Like they say, right? Less is more. Less is better. Sometimes we see our coworkers, you know, coming in every day with a fashionable, you know, outfit or something. We're like, I got to get more clothes. That Again... You don't know if they got that in the thrift shop like I did or if they actually went to Macy's and spent the 100 bucks on it. Well, I spent my $10 on it. You know what I mean? Like, you don't know where they got it, but our eyes deceive us sometimes. Our eyes, what we see, sometimes we just want those things. And that's why it says very clear. We have to be very careful with our eyes what it is that we see. We have to always protect ourselves and be like, okay, just because I'm seeing that doesn't mean I need to have that. Just because I'm seeing that doesn't mean I need to spend money on that. Just because I'm seeing that doesn't mean that I have to think I need it too. Like, do you know what I mean? So, guys, I'm just here to share the word with you. It's very clear. It doesn't matter what we have on this earth. You won't take anything with you. But consciously, I'm just sharing with you. Where are you right now? If you're in a situation right now where you're finding yourself, oh my gosh, you know what? I have an abundance of stuff that makes no sense. I don't even know why I still have it. You know, I don't know why I'm still holding on to it. You know, there's a, a couple of friends of mine right now that are holding on to things because they feel that those things they cannot let go of. But let me tell you something. When you let go of something, when you let go of something, your hands open up. And you can either be a blessing to somebody else by letting go. You can stop being in tension with your body and your hands. Once you open those hands, you're releasing, you're relaxing, right? We need to look at this in a way like, you know what? Where? What am I doing now? Am I preparing myself now? You know, am I preparing myself properly? The same way we prepare ourselves Properly in the natural, we have to prepare ourselves in the spirit. Have we prepared our, our spirits to be ready to be received by our Heavenly Father when we pass away? Have you given your life over to Jesus Christ? Have you claimed that He is Lord and Savior of your life? Have you received Him? And that's what I want to leave you with today, my friends. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember... God wants to always let us know that at the end of the day, when we die, we need to know and ask ourselves, where is my spirit going? Where am I, is my spirit going to go when I die? We want to know as Christians, and we already know, that our spirit is going to be received by our Heavenly Father, and we're going to be walking in the heaven paradise with Him. So if you're not 
a Christian who's listening to this podcast, if you're not someone who knows who Jesus Christ is, if you're someone who's not even into religion, uh, if you're someone who's maybe um, has some type of um, Christian background, but you may have bats, backslid or you find yourself that you have not been today seeking the Lord, just say these simple words, Heavenly Father, I know that I'm a sinner and I know that I have not done the right things in your sight, but today I surrender my heart to you. I surrender my spirit. I surrender my soul. I surrender every area of my life to you. And Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. And that by the blood from the cross, you have washed away my sins. And you're starting a newness in me, a freshness in me. And now you are accepting me into the community of Christians and into the community of your heavenly home, Heavenly Father. And I thank you for that. And I ask and I pray that you will guide me from this moment forward with the purpose in my life of what it is that I need to fulfill, not just for myself, but for your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. That's just a simple prayer, my friends. Well, my friends, it has truly been a pleasure. Remember, you can't take anything with you, my friends. You can't take anything with you. Think about maybe the overflow of all the stuff that you have. And is there someone this week that possibly you can bless somebody with something that you have that you know you've just been hiding in the closet or hiding in the storage or hiding somewhere else that's just collecting dust and it's not serving your purpose but can serve someone else's purpose. My friends, God bless you. I look forward to speaking with you again next week as we rise and shine with the Word of God. Wake up Saturday mornings with a purpose. Yo, 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 you peoples! <laughs> God bless you. Antonia Roman is the author of Confessions of a Christian Woman, A Journey in Marriage, A New Beginning. In this book, Antonia shares her personal journey in marriage and how she used God's Word to help her overcome verbal abuse. Tune in next Saturday as Antonia Roman continues to dive into the Word of God. The Word of God gives you insight for the purpose in your life. Not only is eBay bringing you this podcast, we're giving you your very own 4th of July coupon for an additional 20% off already reduced select items on our site. That means really big savings on everything you need to make your living space the ultimate summer staycation. Get a backyard barbecue for family grill fests, super style and patio furniture, board games that are far from boring, and portable speakers to get your dance party started. Grab your 4th of July coupon for an additional 20% off at ebay.com now through July 6th. Your Total Wine & More store is ready to serve you with our always low prices on an incredible 8,000 wines and 2,500 beers. Want it today? Try our same-day delivery or contactless curbside pickup at TotalWine.com. 
whether you're grabbing your favorite beer or pouring a glass to enjoy an evening on the deck. Total Wine & More has you covered. Visit any of our 12 stores in Northern Virginia 